Hey guys, welcome to Bagging Boardcast, episode number 493. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm We're Paul. a weekly podcast that comes in three ways. The first being the Week in Geeks, bringing the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list of comic books that we are looking forward to coming out August 31st, 2022. You're okay, buddy. And then we follow it up with our weekly rotating mates. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, and this week, we're going back to cool. That's right. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite pop culture schools because it's back to school season. And I want to have a fun title like Toyotathon. Or <laughs> Happy Honda Days. Uh, Happy Honda Days. Built for tough. Wait, that's not a title. Rocktoberfest. Like, you know. So Ooh, back to cool. Yeah. You know what's cool? What? If you're over of the age, drink, illegal drinking age in your particular country, and you don't have a uh, preposition or predisposition for alcoholism, drink. You know what's even cooler? If you're friends. underage and you do it anyways. No. No. Drinking responsible is cool. We don't want to lose our zero sponsorships now, do we? <laughs> Paul, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking from Elysian. They come out uh, every year with a new, uh, with a pumpkin patch variety patch. And for the past, I think, three or four years, it's been the same variety pack. Uh, they have their. I thought you were going to say variety patch again. <laughs> well, they call it the pumpkin patch. Pumpkin patch variety and patch. And then you called it a variety patch. Oh, really? Oh, didn't even catch it. <laughs> you, I did. You want to patch that up? Nope. I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to say worse because I'm going to keep drinking. Uh, uh, this I'm drinking from that variety pack, uh, the Pash. Night Owl, the Pumpkin Ale, which is their lower of the two ABV. Just <laughs> we think it's funny. Pumpkin Ale, <laughs> <laughs> and this is a uh, just six percent alcohol by volume, and it's a really decent pumpkin ale. Like it's it's classic. It hits all the right notes. It's not as yummy as pumpkin. But it's also not as high ABV as pumpkin. It's got a good mellow, pumpkin-y spice flavor. And you buy that variety pack just for Dark of the Moon. So no. it's totally understandable. Mm-hmm. Well, Dark of the Moon. Plus, I'm not upset with any of those beers. No, they're yeah, all just good. good drinking pumpkin beers. Yeah. Huh? There's nothing wrong with them. I mm-hmm. In our pre-show stuff, I was already talking like... That was something I was going to pick up when I went to my beer store. Because they had it on the shelf... The previous week when I went, but I wanted to just pick up something different, which is why I grabbed my beer. And at that point, I was like, "Well, I don't want to buy like this pumpkin beer and then like a whole other case of pumpkin stuff." Because why not? I, I don't. Uh, it's but August twenty eighth. When we're recording this, I still got like a good two months of drinking pumpkin beers. Like, gotta gotta pace those out. Oh, you pace it. Oh, you want yeah, to pace like, it? Out. I'm- I'm a doomsday prepper when it comes to pumpkin ales, man. I'm just like digging another hole in my basement in order to keep them fresh. You got you to do it. Uh, but the one that I picked up is actually a pumpkin beer that I had not had before. And this is coming from Rogue Brewing, and this is their pumpkin patch ale. Uh, 6.1% ABV. Um, this is delightful. I picked up a four pack of it at my beer store. I think it was like 13 or $14. I don't recall offhand. Um, but I'm surprised I haven't had this one before. I don't even remember actually seeing it on any of my shelves previously, so maybe it just wasn't available, or I don't know. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's It hits the same notes as a pumpkin, but it's definitely a much more accessible version of it since it's not an imperial pumpkin. 
Um, I'm really digging it. I This is the last of the four-pack I have. Um, if it is still available on the shelves in later visits after I explore the whole pumpkin patch, I might I might pick this one up again. It's it's wonderful. Rogue is a brewery that I just I don't know if it's just I don't see it on the shelves or I'm not. You don't see it on the shelves, okay? Because it's yeah, I don't I don't think the last, I don't remember the last time I've seen it. But well, the problem is too is they've been going after IPAs. And they're not doing those bomber bottles anymore. And when I think Rogue, I don't think IPAs. You know, it's their other yeah. beers that they do that I'm always more interested in. And and that's been, I think, the problem with some of the these breweries is they... Not that they lost their identity, but they're trying to make a profit when they're almost like... a. A huge footprint, you know. This it's mm-hmm. a national brand. It's coming across the country for us, so they're making a lot of beer, and they got to make sure that it sells and it's going to hit all the the big key demographic and that's IPA drinkers. So they got to put out three, four different IPAs and those brown ales and well, uh, Shakespeare and their chocolate. This like all that stuff's kind of going to get pushed to the back burner. Uh, they just announced all the menus for food and drinks for Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios this year. And one of the beers that they're going to have on tap at all of their like drink tents is going to be the Rogue Bat Squatch uh, Hazy IPA, which I haven't had before. I've seen it on the shelves, but I've never actually picked it up because the days that I've gone to my beer store, usually I'm looking for something to have like mirroring what you guys have, or I want something a little bit more focused. But I'll probably be drinking a lot of those in the upcoming weeks because Halloween Horror Night starts this week, and I'm jazzed. Uh, there's also some other good stuff. Like, they have a couple couple pumpkin beers, like an Oktoberfest. So, all around good times. You'll hear, nice. you'll hear about that on my other podcast, coming soon on Parks and Rec. Way for you know Universal Orlando to show some restraint and not push the season, because it hasn't uh, not so scary Halloween with uh, Mickey Mouse been happening for the past. Like, yeah, it two happened weeks. like two weeks ago was the first party, and they're gonna same thing continue on through October thirty first. So Horror Nights usually starts like the first weekend of uh, September. Wow, that you know what that sounds like to me, Chris. Hmm. That sounds like some news hey. that you just dropped. I didn't do my oh, beer right, yet, guys. Oh, I even was holding so Chris, it. To I gotta like, tell you, Chris, settle down on the news until we get to the news garden. The, John still has to do his beer. Yeah, before we get, don't try get to don't try to drag us out to the pumpkin patch, Paul. Before we get the, uh, so I am drinking. Keep sailing, Bob, uh, from Community Beer Works. This is a hoppy pilsner, and this is nice. It has the breadiness you want in a Pilsner, a nice bitter on the back, which just makes you going to keep drinking this beer. And uh, I do want to keep drinking this beer. It is quite delicious. Okay, I wanted to be sure, but yeah, I just Googled it. That's a What About Bob reference. Yeah. Uh, That's what I thought, and I was like, am I remember? I'm a sailor! I'm sailing! He's He's tied to the mast. Uh, Yeah, they even like... At the end, it's uh, light, a lightly bittered pilsner with a bright hoppy aroma and a wonderful balance of citrus, spice, wildflower, 
Perfectly suited for a day on the water or for dinner. Mmm. 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 And there's more mmms, but... Oh. When Bob ate dinner with the... The Dreyfus family, he just kept going, Mmm. Nice. Yeah, it's fun. I do like a clever beer title. Yeah, and uh, this is actually a really good beer. All right, now, now, you can go- now we can do it. <clears throat> now you can go to the garden. Oh, so do you think I'll be able to watch What About Bob on HBO Go? Do you think if I haven't seen that movie in a while and I really wanted to see I mean, it, you, that would be the place? You probably go. have a better chance of watching it there than you do any kind of cartoons or kids programming that used to be available onto it. Uh, because they've cut all of that from their platform. Um in kind of a surprise, anything that they had that was more kid-focused, so like Sesame Street, like the Elmo show that they had, anything that they had from Cartoon Network because they were like the, the sole provider of like that whole backlog of uh, Cartoon Network stuff, all gone. And this kind of took a lot of people by surprise, fans and creators alike, because there's a lot of people that the only way you could see their shows was through HBO Max, and now those shows aren't available anywhere else anymore because they're just gone. Like, that's it. And a lot of creators are like, no, I worked for years on this program, and now now I can't show my kids. Like, it just doesn't exist anymore. Not only can I not show my kids, but future employers, I can't even be like, hey, this is the show that I worked on before. It is just gone. And even, uh, what is it, Infinite Mountain? I've never seen it. But the character used to pop up on the, uh, like, Cartoon Network social media pages. And, like, that character no longer is appearing, like, on any of the banners or any of the, like, promotional stuff for Cartoon Network at all. Like, it's just, like, out, gone. Well, two of, like, the crazy things is... Sesame Street moved from being on, like, PBS out here uh, to HBO. HBO paid to buy the rights to air new episodes and the old episodes, and now it's gone. And the other thing is, like, those people who do pay for HBO Max, like... We were paying for it, and we just recently let it go just because I was the only one really using it, and I'd watch stuff with Grayson on there, but my wife's like, oh, we need to cut some money. Like, we'll cut it here. But now I'm like, they've been cutting so much stuff from it for what you were paying for. Like, it's not as great of a value. Listen back over the last, like, two years, I was HBO Max happy. I was like, man, they got everything. They got this. They got this. I can watch this. I mean, I was happy to sit and watch uh, Superman Adventures, uh, to watch um, the Justice League Unlimited. Like, they had other Batman shows, uh, Brave and the Bold, that my son liked to watch. On top of all the other stuff uh, that I was, like, happy and gung-ho to show my son. So it sounds like you want DC Unlimited. Does that still even uh, exist? Is that still a thing? Okay, no, it got folded. Got folded into HBO Max, but it was, in a sense, yes, I did. I just didn't want to pay what they were. They wanted you to pay for it. 
but yeah, this it's kind of crazy to cut all of that from your streaming service. Like, I don't know, like, why not? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Server space that, that they're paying for and residual I was Yeah, the only thing I could think is they didn't want to continue paying those residuals out, especially when they have stuff coming out like House of the Dragon, which they've already renewed for a season two, even though the only the first episode, I think, is aired. Like, uh, episode two's out okay. now. So I think maybe, you know, just based on what their numbers are, they can see what people are watching. Maybe they just weren't getting the return on that. Maybe that's not the thing that's driving subscriptions because we have HBO Max, and I didn't even know that was the only place I could watch some of this stuff until I heard that it all disappeared and now it's just not available anymore. Not that I would be watching Elmo's not too late show or anything like that, but you know, there's other stuff that I probably would have checked out. Like some of the cartoon network shows that I kind of never saw. Like if that was the only way I could watch adventure time and all of a sudden now adventure time's not available. Like I'd probably be upset about that. I think, yeah, I know Adventure Time. Um, was regular show? Gravity, regular show. I think Gravity Falls. Wasn't Gravity Falls on uh, there? Gravity Falls is on Disney Plus. So, Oh, is it on Disney? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> there's another what if? There's another show like, oh, uh, Steven Universe. Okay. Uh, yeah, I heard that one was I, good I, too. I, Steve, never... Steven Universe was uh, excellent. Oh, let show. me go watch it. Oh, wait. I can't. What if they're just going to you know start splintering off the content? You know, and make another, you like make it like DC Universe Unlimited or Cartoon Network Plus or whatever it is. So that way they can charge more if you buy it individually, but also then charge the same price if you bundle. Kind of like what Disney does with Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus. Like, get, you know, I can see uh, that. Like, kind of. Double like five dollars, like gets you, like Cartoon Network, Bang Rang, whatever they want to wind up yeah, calling yeah. it. Then I, I could see that be a thing, but but then at that point, why not just like if you get the cable, you have those channels like on demand, and those shows are like on demand. You can just watch them then. You know, like it's well, you start doing those bundles like that. It's that's. Just turning, kind of, just turning into cable TV. That's kind of been the the discussion. Is like, yeah, now there's so many streaming services that are just putting up the shows that you could watch anywhere else. Do you just get cable? Because it used to be like, oh, why would I pay for cable and I can spend ten bucks a month for Netflix, like seven bucks a month for Disney Plus, like, and have access to all that current content plus the back catalogs. Well, it's interesting, interesting times. Discover. Well, Discovery came from the cable, you know, as a cable channel. So maybe that's what their, their end goal is, is to push people back to the cable networks to so that way they can actually get money from, you know, Spectrum or whoever's carry, Time Warner, whoever's carrying the cable network providers and dish providers now, instead of just being like, we, we only make money off of the advertising and we actually have to pay the those... Uh, Television providers to to provide to uh, put our channels on there. Excuse me, bless you. Excuse me, I could feel that one coming for a minute. Um, 
who knows, maybe they'll sell it off to the CW. You know, they've always been kind of like that younger, hipper, like, network, you know, going for like that 18 to 24 year old, right? Well, HBO, or Time Warner, what is it called? Discovery Plus, Discovery Time Warner, whatever it's called. I, I forget the new name of the thing. Uh, or Discovery Warner Brothers, whatever. Uh, they have recently sold off the CW there, along with Paramount, I write, correct? Because it was uh, Warner Brothers and Paramount together. I uh, they owned the CW. So. They decided to well, sell CW their, was was UPN. Yeah, because it was UPN. Who owned UPN? C CBS and Warner Brothers because it was. Uh, well, it doesn't really yeah. matter. It does, none, uh, no, none of this. <laughs> Basically, anything we're talking about today yeah. does not matter because in a year it's all going to be gone anyways. Because the streaming wars are a weird battlefield to be. Uh, to be fighting in. So, yeah, uh, Warner Brothers decided to, the new company decided to sell off the CW to Nexstar, who is known for, like, their, you know, kind of Fox News kind of uh, local, they, they've been buying a lot of local news stations and, like, doing more right-wing news information stuff like that. Uh, and Nexstar said, hey, we're going to, you know, cancel, you know, this this woke uh, millennial young adult entertainment stuff and focus on, uh, you know, uh, the more core demographic, the larger demographic in the United States, the 50 plus crowd. You know, the median age of the United States right now is like 49 and a half or, you know, something around there. And that's the demographic we're going to chase. So... Get ready for, uh, I guess, more Blue Bloods content. I, I don't know what the. What was the Tim Allen show? Man of the oh, House? Uh, last Man. Last, last Man Standing. Standing. I don't know. I, I caught a couple yeah. episodes of that. It was fun. According to Jim. That's the Jim Belushi oh, show? You yeah. see, all this stuff's like on the periphery of like <clears throat> TV because I don't watch TV, and those are like the shows that I'm less inclined to watch. Major Dad, is that so? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Uh, that was always playing when I was sick on the USA Network during a school day. I and I don't know, like CW. It, it's had a a really good run, a longer run than probably would have expected, spinning out of like the the, the WB. Um, stay tuned, maybe for some WB talk in the main topic. Um, this is just weird. I does like terrestrial like platform network television even matter anymore? Like, is this gonna do anything? Because I don't even know. Like now that all the Arrowverse stuff's kind of coming to an end, does the CW have to exist? Because all that stuff's probably going to be popping up on HBO Max still. Like I'm assuming they're not going to want to cut that because they're in the process of restructuring DC films and television. Like is Riverdale still on? Well, Cause that was on the CW. CW had its own streaming service called CW uh, seed for a while, which had like, they did like the Vixen cartoon on there. Yeah. Vixen cartoon. They also did a couple of like just for the television. Sh- that's that the streaming service kind of thing. 
where I, I guess the idea was if it got enough views, maybe they would then go greenlight a show, a ser- a full series for it. Uh, it was also the CW app. You could also watch like the late, like, like the last three episodes of whatever current season is was going on. You can watch past seasons, but like the last three episodes of The Flash or Riverdale or One Tree Hill or Gilmore Girls or whatever else was airing on uh, on CW recently. Mm. All those shows you listed ended probably like 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that's the... You can continue those stories on with uh, <laughs> Next Star because... Chad Michael Murray is going to be, you know, filing for his AARP card on Two Tree Hill. Two Tree, two tree Lane. Lane. Two Tree I, Retirement Center. I don't Center. know anymore. I don't know enough about television to make those jokes. Twin Pine Mall. <laughs> yeah, Back to the Future. Why not? Um, yeah. And speaking of DC and the CW and the Arrowverse, uh, reportedly... Warner Brothers has found their version of Kevin Feige with producer Dan Lin. Um, you might not know his name, but you've definitely seen the stuff that he's produced uh, because he's responsible for the Lego movies, like Lego Batman, uh, Lego Movie, Lego Movie Two, uh, the It franchise, the the current like reviews, uh, and the Disney live action Aladdin that came out a couple years ago. So he's He's done some good work. Like all those movies, I have thoroughly enjoyed. So I don't know how into the DC universe he personally is. Like, if this is going to be kind of like a like a happy project for him, like Kevin Feige's a big Disney and Marvel family, having him in that role makes sense. I don't know if it's just because. Dan has worked in big universes and had success with it, or if it's like he has that passion for it, but I do hope for the best because I would love to be as excited for a DC movie as I get for the Marvel stuff coming out. Like I should be, I'm a bigger DC comics fan than Marvel fans. Like anytime I go to my comic book store, I always get my books they're mostly DC or indie stuff. And then I walk past the Marvel shelves to see if there's anything that's like, oh, let me pick this up. And besides Daredevil, there's nothing else from Marvel that I'm like really picking up currently. And I literally just jumped on Daredevil last month because the, the like the Blockbuster 650 issue came out. I mean, he's uh, he's worked on <clears throat> tons, like, Lego Batman movie, Terminator Salvation, Sherlock Holmes, uh, Sherlock Holmes Rides Again. Um, but he's got, like, a ton. the name of it? Yeah. Uh, but he's supposed to be producing I the Aladdin movie in, in 2025, the Aladdin 2 movie. He's going to be, 2024, he's supposed to be the producer on... Lilo and Stitch live action movie it looks like Haunted Mansion uh he's working on uh, the Walker Independence like the uh, Walker series executive producer on Godzilla versus Kong which I actually like really dug Godzilla uh, uh, yeah whatever Godzilla 2 was King of the Monsters I really <clears throat> liked that King one of, yeah. like, 
So, I mean, he's got a lot of the It movies. Like, he's got a lot of stuff that you're like, oh, yeah, like, he, he could, he could, I think he could be very good at this. It's allowing him to be the person who is the voice of what everything is going to be going and doing and not having those studios step in and walk all over it because that seems to be what those studios do. You see it with, like, the X-Men movies. The X-Men movies uh, just seemed like the studios walked all over it. The the Spider-Man movies... Amazing Spider-Man 2, they had to do total rewrites and shoehorn all this stuff in because the studios wanted more in there. It's just, are they going to allow this guy to actually run these movies and be a Kevin Feige? Weren't they trying, didn't they hire the person that like did the sinister movies and horror movies to be this guy before? Yep, but I don't think they I don't think they let him do it. I think he came in and he cut a bunch of stuff and said like why are we doing a trench movie about these characters? Like it doesn't make sense. We'll cut that. Like we'll cut this. We'll cut that. And then I think he turned around and people like some studio executive was like we're gonna do these movies. And he's like what are you talking about? Why would we make this movie. And, well, they've just had nothing but problems since then, too, because reportedly where Discovery Warner Brothers is at right now, they only have enough money to release two more movies this year, and everything else has been pushed back into 2023, just hoping that those movies hit our successes and then they can start to recuperate some of those losses that they've taken. Uh, which is absolutely bonkers. Is it just because Secrets of Dumbledore didn't do as well in the movie theaters? Is it the failure of a tentpole movie here? Well, Are we blaming I, if, I feel like you have no, to look at everything you, else that just hasn't come out or performed. Well, not, not only that, but when you release Godzilla vs. Kong, and it's supposed to be in the theaters making you that money because it's going to be huge, but instead they release it on HBO Max. Wonder Woman in 84, where they weren't going to go. Yeah, all those movies were supposed to be huge and supposed to be making money, and they all released to streaming. And, like, understandably, it was a crazy time uh, with, with COVID and everything, but those were things that were supposed to be making money for them, and I don't know how much money they made on those. And well, and then because they had to go back, because with one, at least with Wonder Woman eighty four, they had to give a payday to both Patty Jenkins and Gil Gadot instead of getting a percentage of the box office release, just giving them the money up front. And from what I understand of what happened with Wonder Woman eighty four, it, it seems like maybe their percentage from the box office wouldn't have been as much as they got from their deal to actually go right to streaming. Because uh, Wonder Woman 1984 apparently didn't, didn't, or Wonder Woman 84 wasn't well received. It was not great. Like, for how much I really enjoyed the first one, I was severely let down by 84. Still haven't seen it. You don't don't need to. Like, it's, it's not as good as the first one. And the first one still does have its issues, but 
Yeah, it's it's a weird time for movies and television. Yeah. Well, it's a weird time also just with the theaters being what they are, where now actors aren't, are instead of asking for points or percentages, they're actually asking for that money up front. Um, A24 is hitting an issue with this, where now their budgets for their movies are going up, because before they could just offer a percentage, and, you know, their movies might not, you know, if their movie hit big, it was awesome for everybody involved. And if it didn't, like... A24 didn't really have that much of a risk anyways, but they want to get that top-tier talent on it. Now everybody's asking for money. A24, though, like, is becoming like a studio to watch. Like They're now like, oh, you see an A24 movie, you get hyped up for it. It's kind of like what happened with Blumhouse. Like, they were like small-scale production studio. They did everything kind of more on a budget, but they made it work, and the budget wasn't a constraint. Like, those movies are still good. They performed well. And now it's its own little like tent pole because you see that A24 slide on something you're like, okay, here we go. Like this is going to be great. And now they're starting to get bigger and because they're able to attract that uh, bigger audience now just with their pedigree. They're getting bigger stars in their movies now because of it. Same thing like, um, oh my gosh. Blumhouse. Blumhouse. I just said that. Thank you. I talk about that, but um, like Jordan Peele, like you know, who would have, who would have thought? You know, like five years ago, we'd be with him being like the horror mastermind of our time, and not now he is. Like those movies are going to continue to do bigger, better. He's going to get more and more people wanting to sign into it, and that's great. Like that's fantastic. But how big do you have to get before it becomes? a Discovery Warner Brothers situation. So not a lot of news to look forward for movies, TV, or streaming stuff, because it's all crashing down around us. But at least we can still go to the comic book store. John, do you got a book for the week? For the list! Uh, Comic book's coming out August 31st, 2022. Yes! uh, I'm going to be doing DC's Saved by the Bell Reeve number one. Uh, and this is school's back in session, and we just know you're waiting for the bell to give you some relief. All right, you can't say we didn't try. Uh, but DC uh, is bringing in uh, what is it when you have a bunch of stories in one anthology? Book? An anthology. anthology. Uh, so they got an anthology book. With eight tales of school time fun from around the DC universe, Suicide Squad is sent to an international prep school to protect a dignitary son. John Paul Valley returns to the school that made him into Azrael, and Tiny Teen Titan Tiny Titans is uh, back. Uh, but Aww. this has a huge creator list uh, on this. Uh, Art Balthazar, hopefully. Yes. Uh, Art Belsazar and uh, Franco are back to do that. But you have Peter Tomasi, Tim Seeley, uh, Becky Cloonan. Um, and you have some other really good artists uh, also listed. Like, it seems like it's going to be good. And it's it's got uh, your favorites in there. So hopefully it should be uh, pretty fun. 
my, my favorites. And, um, Cause yeah, yeah, it has Azrael in it. Uh, when I saw exactly. this one, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of a fun idea." And also something you didn't mention: it actually has a new uh, Gotham Academy story in there too. Ah, oh. so that must be the. Um, I'm guessing the Pete Tomasi or the Becky Cloonan. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's probably why they're on there. But um, yeah, it's it's nine ninety nine. Little eighty steep. pages though. Eighty pages. Um, yeah. But this might be fun. This is something that I could probably pick up and read with my son. Yeah, Tiny Titans was always a lot of fun when they would do those. So, hell yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris, are you also looking for a a nice big book? Uh, Uh, I am also looking forward to a nice big book that's also going to be an anthology because I'm going to be picking up Spider-Man with Amazing Fantasy number 1000. And yes, the the math is not correct on this, uh, but everybody's coming together to celebrate Spider-Man's birthday this year. Um, again, all-star creative team, uh, Jonathan Hickman, Neil Gaiman, Dan Slott, Kurt Busiek, uh, Rainbow Rowell, uh, artists like Ryan Stegman, Giuseppe Camicoli, Terry Dodson, Marco Cicciato, Olivia Cobio, like Jim Chung, Michael Cho, like Steve McNiven doing covers, like... It's a huge cast of people coming together to tell tales throughout Peter Parker and Spider-Man's lives. Um, I don't care if they're fudging numbers again like they did with the previously mentioned Daredevil number 650, a.k.a. Daredevil number 2 for the new numbering. Um, Just give me fun Spider-Man stories, and I'll be there for it. Like, why not? Paul, are you looking forward to a big... Balls Out Anthology book. No, but I'm looking forward to an annual, which, you know, isn't quite an anthology, but it is a once-a-year kind of thing, supposedly. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Flash boy. I'm over here flashing everything again. I'm just very excited. What? What, what did I say? Uh, did you not remember you had literally just said, I'm a Flash boy, I'm out here flashing everything? <laughs> What's so wrong with that? But what I guess? Why, why is that funny? Because you know I'm, I'm a big fan of the Flash, and uh, they call themselves the Flashers, actually, Paul. <laughs> and this is a big boy book. This is a it's 48 pages. So you know it's a, so it's 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 larger than you expect. But you know, I, I will say price, nothing. You know, nothing makes pay. me happier than when I'm like going to get Flash and it's bigger than I expected it to be. So wow. Yeah, just be careful, Chris, because there is a, a price to pay to, for, for this. It's uh six dollars. It's five ninety nine. And a little bit of your dignity. You know. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is a uh, love on the run. You know, which is a perfect title for this because this is Wally West uh, hanging back out with uh, Linda Park West. So I- I'm excited to see this couple back together. I'm excited to see Wally West back as the Flash. And telling a story where he's not an accidental murderer, uh, you know. So uh, here we go. Let's let's see if they can write the course with uh, Linda Park West and Wally. West. If you've listened to our podcast at any point over the last like eleven years, you'll know we're all Flash fans. We all love us some Wally West. I think it's safe to say he's like our collective Flash. And I just hate the fact that I don't know what his current status quo is in the DC universe. Anymore because 
It seemed like DC didn't know for a while, too. Yeah, it's it seems like Wally's the one that's bouncing across the multiverse, but I thought Barry was the flash of the multiverse, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's Wally. Because I... Honestly, haven't been picking up that many flashbooks, you know? You, you Outside of last week's uh, flashbooks. Outside of last week's, which I just bought today. No, no, it was last, Sunday, last so. week. No. Still, still, uh, the books haven't come out this week, so I still bought it before this week. So I still picked up last week's books, just late. Oh, yeah. But now, let's get ready for a dramatic reading. From Deceased, War of the Undead Gods, number one, page nine, panel two. It's space, Damien. I'm Batman. I'm going to the center of the sun. I'm Batman. <laughs> and that was a dramatic reading from Deceased. War of the Undead Gods, number one, page nine, panel two. I, I know uh, the answer is going to be no, but have you read this yet, Paul? Okay. No. I, <laughs> I know. Just it up. again, if you want to see that panel, you can check it out over on our Instagram page, Bagnaboard. That's kind of a fun panel. Like, I haven't read any of the yeah. DC stuff before. Like, I think we read the first issue, like back when it came out, like the first yeah. series. Uh, I, I I dug that panel up to be like. Oh, this looks cool. What made me go back and like, oh, there's a new one of these starting was because of the, all the DC vampire stuff, DC vampire hunters or whatever it is. And I'm like, that's really fun. And I'm like, you know what? That first issue of Deceased wasn't bad. Like, I just was kind of like sick of the zombie, you know, the zombie everything at that mm-hmm. time. Now, you know, there's some space and I'm kind of interested in picking these books up. So I'm like, I'll pick up this one. If I like it, then maybe I'll go back and like get the trades. But I know in one of the four or five different, you know, volumes now that DC's has happened, uh Cal Al Superman like goes into the center of the sun to like reignite it and that's where it also to like to stave off the anti life equation virus that's in him. Like so he kinda of constantly get refueled and like regenerate, I guess. Uh, so I'm guessing that's why his son Jonathan Kent is going to go into the center of the sun to go get Superman. Hmm. Because now there's a cure for the anti-life virus. Nice. Uh, the one thing I forgot to mention, if we wanted to talk about it in the news, was the uh, Easter egg in the latest episode of She-Hulk. Did you guys hear about that? Uh, I did. I, I, I missed the Paul's She-Hulk. actually watched She-Hulk, though, so... I've seen the first two episodes. Yeah. Uh, so spoilers. So apparently coming for it, episode two. On her uh, computer, there's a tab open that says, Man fights with metal claws in bar brawl. Bringing uh, Wolverine in there. And also, one I really enjoyed, uh, the article right underneath that, was why there is a giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean. Mm-hmm. From Eternals. Uh, but yeah, I... <clears throat> I did forgot to mention that um, in the top of the show. Yeah, we're gonna get there eventually. Like someday. Are there other metal claw heroes that are in Avengers? 
What? That it could. What be if everyone's getting movie. hyped up for Wolverine? And it turns out it's Cyber. It's like another like terrible ex character <laughs> yeah. from the nineties. It's Albert. <laughs> oh, I can <laughs> adapt the I Wolverine book. Um, anyways, guys, we talk about comics. We talk about movies. We talk about the things we love. One of those things is beer. Do you guys have your uh, next one ready to go? Yeah, well, John and I were both, uh, before we started the episode, said we would drink the Harpoon Oktoberfest, and I have it right here. I'm excited to hear what John has to say about it. I could have sw- I could have sworn I threw one of those into a craft pack. Uh, this is a, well, you get to talk about it when you're ready. I'm, I'm talking about it now, John, and then I'll throw it to you, bud. Uh, this is an American-style Marzen beer, and uh, I got it in the variety pack that just came out. This is 5.3 alcohol uh, percent alcohol by volume. Um, not the best Oktoberfest. It's not huge. It does leave give you that you know marzeny kind of finish. It's light, but it doesn't give me that autumnal vibe. So I don't feel like I'm cozy in a blanket, you know, in a you know when when the crocheted blankets, you know, are wearing a flannel. It's 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 just a little light. I, I'm not loving it. Hmm. Uh, well, I am not drinking the Harpoon Oktoberfest. I have from Trogues Independent Brewing their Oktoberfest lager. Uh, this says toasty, crisp, festive. Uh, six. That's what it's missing. It's missing the toasty. Uh, 6.1%. Um, and this is a really nice Oktoberfest. Really, really sweet malt on it. Um, it. I was trying to think of, like, when you were talking, Paul, I was trying to think of, like, what I could associate with this. And do you remember, like, those pretzel twists that had, like, mm-hmm. the honey? The wheat. The honey wheat. Yeah. It's yeah. like that honey sweet, but a little sweeter. Um, almost like you dipped your pretzel in honey. Like, a big dip of honey and took a bite. Uh, the sweet's really big on here, but it still has a nice, dry, crisp finish. Like... It's really nice. Um, it took a couple sips getting into it, especially coming from the Hoppy Pilsner. Um, but I like this a lot. Chris, you're also drinking an Oktoberfest, right? Uh, yes, I am actually drinking from Hidden Springs Aleworks. They're blurred limes, and this is a key lime-inspired sour ale. Oh, my bad. Uh, but with lactose and vanilla. Keep cold, drink fresh. I'm trying to see on here if they have the ABV listed. They do not, um, but this is a very big kick you in the the teeth lime flavor. Um, it's not as abrasive as the sideward brace face uh, key lime one that I sent to you guys like two years ago. Um, oh, this good. is very limey though. It's like you bought one of those like the plastic limes. It has like the lime juice in it, and like you spray it in your mouth quick. You just take a quick shot of that. Um, you definitely do get that like milk sugar on the back with that vanilla. That definitely kind of like draws too much of that out. But my tongue's still kind of dancing with a little bit of that lime tart. This is definitely a lot more drinkable than the brace face. Um, I'm not gonna say I love it though. Yes, it is what it says, but. That lime's just very much the dominant flavor. I would like a little bit more like, vanilla on it. They they have a picture 
on the can of like a graham crackers. I wish there was like some graham on this. Like throw some of those in there. Like give me that nice like biscuitiness alongside that lime and that lactose uh, to level out a little bit more of that lime. Again, it's not bad. Um, I had one of these the other night. I put it at a 2.75 on untapped. You know, it's a step down from like my, my bark toy. It's not bad, but just hits you in the face tart. Yeah. John, do you want to do your, your sour now? No, I'll wait until we do our next beers, and all three of us will do it. Oh, okay. Uh, at what point are you going to do your pumpkin beer? Uh, d- didn't have one. Didn't have one. Yeah. But, John. Uh, <laughs> he has that harpoon. <laughs> I got that harpoon. I'm going to stick it up your ass, Paul, for flashing me. John, do you have a favorite pop culture school, though? As we head into our main topic, back to cool. Well, we're going to talk about some of our favorite pop culture schools. So we didn't do any pre-show talk. We don't know who's picking what. We don't know where they're going to be picking from. So, again, this could be movies, TV shows, video games, music maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Not me. Do we have – are we going to do, like, three? Are we going to do two? Are we going to do one? Like, how many schools? I wrote down four in case somebody took one of them. I can just keep going. I I can do this all day. And well, you also know also, nobody's going to pick the high school musical school. So. Yeah, I don't know that. East, Someone East, could. Uh, it's, oh, yeah, it's high. high. Well, I was going to throw it to John, but I guess if you're going to throw it to me, John and I went to high school together. You know, Hamburg Bulldogs. That's, that's where we went. I did not have any school spirit, though. Because school. So you don't know the Bulldogs fight song? I don't even know if they had one. Did we have one? I don't know. It's Bulldogs, Bulldogs, bow, wow, wow. Go Bulldogs, wow. I feel like that could be something Paul just bulldogs. made up. But bulldogs. again, I don't know. <laughs> it could know. be true. I don't know. So I, I have no school spirit. Didn't do anything like that when I was in school. School is a place I went to learn and to hang out with my best friend, John. <laughs> um, so a couple years later, I was hit by the school spirit truck. When I did watch High School Musical, and I became a Wildcat baby, uh, I have wow. I have multiple High School Musical shirts, all with the uh, <laughs> East High Wildcats on it. I you can't see it, but it is something that I own, and I'm waving to the guys. I have a High School Musical, the musical, the series, big red and white foam paw uh, from my time working at Disney that I stole because these were supposed to be destroyed at the end of the. The event that we had. Um, Disney Channel original movies are not good. But they are something of a guilty pleasure. And they're very hit or miss. And for some reason, High School Musical is the one that like hit the most for me. I'll talk about Descendants later, maybe. Because Ordon Prep could be... On my list, if someone doesn't. But you were a huge Ashley Tisdale fan. Yes, still am. Can't explain it. Don't know. But I think I think that was your draw. That was your in. That was my hint. That was the to the the High School Musical. But then, guys, I I became a Wildcat. (laughs) This 
seriousness you just said that? I became a wildcat. Like, it's a, you're, you're, you've lost your mind. The- he renounced. He, he's, he is now renouncing his school citizenship, school yeah. ring. I do have a school ring because my mom bought it for me. And I was like, I don't want that. And she's like, I'll give you the money for it. It was like 50 bucks or something because like we sold enough yearbooks or something to bring down the price. I don't remember anything about how this works. But I can tell you everything you want to know about high school musical. He's sending back that school ring from high school from uh, Hamburg High. And he's going to get one. And now, Chris, remember to change your passwords because now people know your school mascot. So just... Yes, change all your passwords. It's the Wildcats. <laughs> We're all in this together. <laughs> make sure he's now a Wildcat through and through. He, he's now now on every resume. You're going to have to... Do you guys list your high school on your resume? I, I don't. I haven't filled out... A, it's not relevant. I haven't filled out a resume you know? in 10 years, so I... I don't last, know. Last two jobs I got, I didn't need to fill out a resume for. So yeah, I, I've I've been at my job for twenty one years. So yeah, so I guess we don't list our high schools. So. I don't know if I ever need. To. I listed it that first time twenty one years ago. I'm sorry for uh, anybody outside of the country. Your CV. Yes. Uh, if I ever need to again, I'll I'll put East High on there. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> uh, Let's see how it goes. Uh, but you should say that you're hip to the scene, oh, still, I'm right? The, oh, I'm always hip to the scene. Um, I don't know. It's it's definitely a school that has its clicks, but they get past that, and I think everyone comes out on the other side stronger for it. Um, they break down those walls, you know. They they do what they got to do. They're all in this together. Um. So much so that everybody contributes to the musical about their time going to East High in their senior year, a.k.a. High School Musical 3 senior year. Um, <laughs> they keep bringing me back, and I have no issues with it. No, no, Chris, I'm going to go next, John. I'm sorry, and you'll see why. Because Chris brought up a DCOM, Disney Channel mm-hmm. original movie, okay. for those who that don't know. Thank uh, you, because I didn't know what DCOM was. <laughs> John John was just about ready to like close the door because he thought we were at DCOM and he was about to seal the bunker. <laughs> but uh, DCOM level four. When There's no five, time for my wife four. and son. I'm, I'm barricading it. Close it up. Close it up. Close it up. Close it up. I'm in here with the flasher. <laughs> But uh, maybe someday, Chris, you'll, you'll see that th- this kind of stuff. Are you doing the Irish one? Ordinary. Okay. No, no. And I'm not talking about. Yeah, look at the Irish. Where, the yeah, where he's Irish. like the basketball player. He finds out he's like half leprechaun or something. Yeah, followed closely by 13th year where you guys are like speaking another language to me. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Kate and I, this is definitely recency bias here. Like, Kate and I recently watched Zombies. <laughs> Z-O-M-B-I-E-S. That's how you can search it on Disney+. Plus. Uh, this movie came out, this Disney Channel original movie, or Disney Channel original musical, uh, came out back in 2018. 
Uh, and it's about uh, integration of a, of a high school uh, with uh, normal people and also zombies. And these zombies are more like uh, Frankenstein monsters than zombies. They all have green hair. They all kind of look sick. A little sick, a little pale, a little... Uh, Isn't there a new one out where they're fighting eyes. aliens? Number three just came out. Number two, werewolves start attending their school. Number three, aliens start attending their school. So that's why I would want to go to this one. This is cool. Like, you got zombies, but they're wearing these wristbands that control their impulses to eat brains so they, they can act and live like normal people. Werewolves, you know, they have this. So the, the wristbands, right like. Like the seasick bracelets, like is this? okay. Yeah, they're kind of like that. They're kind of like my uh, my uh, fast my fast bit. pass. Yeah, uh, and it's it's has some it's some really fun music. Uh, the dancing is all kind of great. Um, so I, I really like it. So I honestly haven't watched this. I imagine is all the dancing kind of like thriller esque, and I'm not saying that to like make a joke. Like I just see like you you say zombie like High School Musical. Yeah, do, like, like I uh, imagine like. There's some moves where they go like, you know, like they twist their head and like stick out their tongue when they do it. They do, you know, the, you know, the uh, hands up kind of thing. Uh, Paul, but no, can, Paul, so we say Paul, hands up. Can you like dance crew? Can you just stand up and take a couple steps back and do some of the dances for us so I can? I would if we were on Ustream. Is Ustream? Yeah, but I can describe it to everybody. No, that's fine. Um, they do the draggy leg, okay. you know. Because you got to do the draggy leg if you're a zombie. Um, but Seabrook, <laughs> the mighty shrimp, that's the high school I would want to go to. Uh, because they're very inclusive. You talked about breaking down barriers and walls of, of cliques. They actually had to break down a, a physical gate and barrier. To eat the survivors, yes. We've, we've all seen zombie movies. <laughs> <laughs> so that way that the kids good, can actually one, be, be accepted. Uh, more so. It's it. The, the song someday is just like boom, straight banger. It's it's. I, so I will. You know what? I have never seen any of these, and there are three of them now. I'm gonna put this on my list of things to watch. Like, Kiani and if I there was only have, two like, of them, though, he wouldn't. But now that there's three, no, he's down. Be, it's recent. Like, I feel years, like I man. can be like, okay, oh hey, and there's a new one. Like I can be kind of on that cusp because we have like a, a Halloween. Like watch this, like where we try to watch spooky stuff, like you know this time of year. So definitely not spooky. It's definitely not Halloweeny. It's got zombies or, and like, werewolves in it, sir. Well, the second one has the werewolves. The first one's just, it is. A very I feel like we're spending veil. a little too much time talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very thin veiled uh, allegory to you know school integration and prejudices and racism. Very thin. <laughs> It wears it on its sleeve. And all the zombies are missing, like, one sleeve. Oh, is, in the third one, they have, like, the don't say zombie law that gets passed, right? <laughs> Topical! <laughs> Pretty much. John, you've been hem-hawing all of our decoms. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with uh, probably one of my favorite schools. Uh, the Xavier School for Gifted Children. Uh, but most... Importantly, the Jean Grey School for Gifted Children. Okay, this was one that was uh, with, on my list. With headmaster number one, headmaster on uh, Logan, uh, because it was probably one of my favorite takes on the X Men and the X School, 
and with them, with X-Men actually being teachers, uh, it was... This book is 11 years I old, know, by the way. It's ridiculous. It came out in 2011. Uh, but so much fun. Um, and just, like, going to the moon with uh, Wolverine and his crazed uh, half-brother shows up hunting, hunting mutants. Like, crazy. Uh, but a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I think we even did, when this book was coming out, and we all were such a huge fan of it, we all did, like, pick an X-Men. Not episode. Yeah, we did, like, a course selection thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it was a lot of fun. No, this is a solid pick, and again, this was one of the ones that was on my list, too, because as much as I've loved the X-Men my entire life and comic book reading career. I think this was my favorite version of the X-Men because I had bought and dropped off of X-Men so many times, but this Jason Aaron run, like it kept me on it. And then his was kind of a name that I took note of now. And I can't explain that excitement just of that initial arc. And then like, like going off to find Nightcrawler in the afterlife. Like, it was a really fun book. Yeah, they had uh, great classes. They they had a syllabus written up in the back of the issue. I love that. Um, you know, this is... The thing is, with this book, or with the school, like, it falls under the, car- uh, the category, ooh, would I die if I'm there? Probably. But then again, if I'm there, I would be a mutant, and I would have superpowers, so maybe maybe I could survive and fight. It's the only way to get in. Yeah. I, I liked it, too, because it did set up... Yes, it's a school, so you have, like, the weird kids that don't have great powers, like Glob Herman, who's just, like, a pink, like, gel body that you can see through. Like, like Eyeboy. Eye Floating eyeballs, like, yeah. There's enough, like, weird kids here that it kind of was what Grant Morrison did with New X-Men. You know, making it the school, having the weird, like, gross mutants there. But it actually gave them personalities, and it had fun with it. Like, it wasn't trying to be, like, a hot take on the X-Men. It was just like, let's have fun with the X-Men, which is what I think made it work. And it was fi- it was so refreshing because it was finally the X Men without having to constantly deal with M with M Day in the one ninety eight or one ninety four or whatever uh, however many it was. It kind of um, stood on it only. <clears throat> it stood on its yeah. own. It had no connection to everything else. It, yeah, it was it was a beast with a no. It just was a it was a great thing and Wolverine. <laughs> having to work with like school boards and being like, oh yeah, no, the academic is this. Uh, the things aren't exploding behind me. Uh, no, no, <laughs> everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. It, realizing how easy it was for Professor Xavier to run the school when he could just mm-hmm. mind wipe everybody. They're like, yeah, it was a great school, great tour. They never stepped. Also, like, yeah, and also he had enough money for it just to be, like, a private university where... Well, didn't he get the money from Angel at that point? Like, wasn't that the whole thing? I think after they introduced the character and somebody created that storyline where... 
Oh, no, I'm Professor X and I'm all out of money. Is that, is that your Professor X? X? <laughs> Professor yeah. John, John, do you have another school that you would... I kind of took this assignment, and I might have taken it wrong. Like, schools that I would want to go to. Oh, I would. Yeah. So I struggled. No, it, it, it could be a school like, you want to go to if that's how you want to... Because wanna... there's a lot of schools out there that are just like, okay, it's school. Like, it's no different than the school I went to. So, like, <clears throat> like I don't care about the school from Breakfast Club. Like, whatever. Pierce Bieler, stay off. That's cool. Cool. I could have Ben Stein as a teacher. All right, but so... Still breakfast school. Club school. <laughs> scratch. Scratch it off. Uh, so, John, what, what, what other... Well, no, let me see what, let me know what your number two is, mister. I'm going to shit on the category and then be like, no, nobody can just do this now. No, so the, the whole no, thing. I didn't, I already did my one and two or my two or my three and two because I also had G. The whole thing was that you're favorite. So and if you no, quantify I, I, favorite as like the school you want to go to, like, that's fine. Chris, Chris, when he got up to use the bathroom, we already worked out. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry. I got. I went to. I went to the bathroom and I got a beer. Yeah. Uh, oh, we, we, ooh, should we're always working on the like, shit. We're, so, we're always so working. Do, on the we'll do another race. round and then uh, another round of yeah. The another round and, and another round, and then we'll do another round we'll of beers. Another round. Uh, so I'm gonna pick the movie. School from 1987, but this isn't just any ordinary school. This is summer school. This is uh, a teacher who doesn't want to be there, but learns to to appreciate, love his students, and help them get through summer school and pass. But you got the zany, uh, crazy kids. Uh, you got the pregnant girl. You got the girl who wants to, uh, to have sex with the teacher. You got the two guys who love horror movies. One whose nickname is Chainsaw. Uh, you got the guy who's always sleeping through class. And then they find out, what? He's a stripper at night? Crazy. Uh, <laughs> but this... What movie is this? Summer School. I don't know this movie. Is this the name yeah. of the movie? Uh, starring Dan uh, Dan Harmon uh, from um, CIS. Uh, what is it? CIS CSI CIS. What's the the Army uh, CSI? Oh, CSI. Wait, NCIS. NCIS. Yes, that's a Navy. That's what the N stands for. Whatever. <laughs> hold, hold, uh, hold, please. Summer school, nineteen eighty seven. Freddie, the gym teacher, has to teach remedial. Mark Harmon, Dan Harmon's the guy that created like Rick and Morty and Harman. Community. I'm thinking Dan Harmon, like the guy from like the animation stuff, and yeah, hey, you got okay. Courtney Thorne Smith in it. You got uh, she's she's Ooh. the only other real actress. Chrissy Alley, Chrissy Alley, oh Chrissy Alley, uh, Shawnee Smith. Uh, she's the pregnant girl in it. Ah, she was Becker's assistant. And yes. she was also Jigsaw's assistant. She was, yeah, she's the Saw woman. Uh, it's a fun, fun movie. So is this uh, a school you want to go to for summer school? I'd so like to by be by you going I, to summer school means you did something wrong in regular school. 
would well, this be a worthwhile price well, to yeah. pay? Not necessarily, because one of the guys that shows up says he shouldn't be there because he's a good student, and then uh, asks to use the bathroom, never comes back. And at the end of the movie, he shows up to take the exam, and he gets 100 on it. Uh, that sounds yeah. like me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I took summer school just so – because our government class, if you took it during regular school, you had to do X amount of community service hours. If you took it during summer, you didn't need to do it. So you just knocked it right out. Uh, I took this as a school I enjoyed – Watching or being in, kind of like in the experience. Uh, Summer School is one of those movies. It shouldn't be, but you could put that. Like I could be flipping through the channels and stop at like fifteen minutes in, thirty minutes in, forty-five minutes in, and I'd probably stop and watch it. Like it's just a fun, fun movie. And driver's ed also happened during the summer, so took driver's ed. You guys didn't do summer school? Never took summer no. school? No. If I didn't no. have to be at school, I wasn't at school. Yeah. But, okay. I, uh, okay. I, had, I, I had driving... I, I was what, just wondering. I, you know, I thought, how, how did that work out for you? I felt like I got off... <laughs> it made my senior year a lot easier. Did it when, mean you didn't have to take other classes in... Your senior year, or yeah, yeah, I had more free classes, so I ended up taking more AP classes, which meant then maybe I wouldn't need to take classes in college. So, mm. but you, you still had to do all those college. But then again, I, I well, I did, but then I did <clears> not <throat> need to take my last semester in college, so I went to college for three and a half years and still got my diploma. So. Maybe it all worked out, but maybe it didn't, because I then took a couple classes during college or during. I mean, in retrospect, I didn't do anything with my summers anyway, so it none of it mattered. But yeah, but Hamburg Hamburg didn't have a busing for uh, summer school. See, we did because it was at our. At our high school. See, I think we had to go summer school. We had to go. We had to go yeah. to. You had to go yeah. to our high school, and we didn't have yeah. busing for that. Hmm. Interesting. I learned I only, something. I only know that because my sister had to go to summer school, and my mom was always fucking pissed because she's like, "I gotta fucking leave work and pick you up and then drive you home. Why couldn't you just do your work?" Driver's Ed, you got to take driver's Ed sometimes. I, I had driving lessons. I had, like, someone come pick me up in a car and, like, take me around. And then I also had, like, the five-hour course through that and, like, my tests and, like, all that. I just showed up, got a driver's permit after, like, reading the book. And then did my learner permit driving around with my mom and my dad. And then went and took the test. Nice. Hmm. Thanks. <laughs> that sounds great, Paul. It took me a lot more try. It took me a lot more than, to get a handle of like how to drive a car than that. Like, huh? I'm it's glad you spent all that time in summer school. Set <laughs> 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 out on the road. I gotta um, be here anyways. What else can I do? So, Paul, with your bit, did you yeah. do your number two? <laughs> yes, yeah, it was okay. too gray. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I came Brooke back in the middle, the middle of something, and I was lost for a minute. Uh, my number two. Um, I'm actually going to go to the school that I mentioned last week when I was setting up this episode. Um, and it's something I had talked about in the beginning, back in the news patch, uh, with a WB show. And this was one of the big debuts, and this is kind of one of the shows that put the WB on the map with Buffy the Vampire Slayer and its subsequent spinoff, Angel. Uh, because, guys, Sunnydale High School is one of my favorite pop culture schools. Uh, would I like to go there? I could, because who knows? You could have developed some sort of weird powers. Uh, or you could have been killed by a vampire or a bug man. Who knows? Or a bug every day was a, Every day was a crapshoot at Sunnydale. And isn't that what life's all about? You never know what you're going to get. They had a school shooter in They did, episode. and then they didn't show that episode because it literally was supposed to air the week of Columbine, so... That didn't show until, like, the next season, I think, a year later. Um, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer was kind of my first fandom show. Like, I was a fan of other things growing up and watching TV. But Buffy was the first one that, like, I didn't just watch the show, but I was like, oh, let me collect other things. Let me get a t-shirt. Let me buy the action figures. Like, let me get the the licensed calendar that has Seth Green as Oz for this month. Like I was all in on Buffy and no matter what you think about the, the creator of that show, because Joss Whedon has a lot of allegations against him just for being a predator and mistreating people on sets. I still think if you're looking at that show is just like a creation and a piece of media it's fantastic. And I always try to separate like the media from the creator, like something we've talked about before, because you can enjoy something while not enjoying the person behind it. Um, and Bobby, the vampire slayer is still that for me. Like anytime they announce a new comic that's coming out, like spinning off of something or spinning out of something else it's always one of those like, Ooh, can I harass the other guys into picking this up so I have a reason to buy it? Because, you know, I, I want to talk about I, this whoa, whoa, whoa. with people. I, I, Chris, you don't use the phrase <laughs> harass. I was going to say, uh, we know these have been coming out because you've made us read them for years. <laughs> there's been a lot I haven't, though. There's been a lot that you have. Uh, th- yeah, there's been even more I haven't. But <clears throat> I can still sit down and watch this show and love like that school and it's such a dumb thing because that high school has been the high school in like countless other movies and tv shows but it's always just gonna be sunnydale to me Wait, they blew it up they did they blew it up to kill the mayor of the town and then they built it for like a couple seasons later when buffy's little sister who wasn't real started going there. And then it turns out the principal of it was the son of another slayer that was killed by Spike in the 70s. Guys, I fucking love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And Buffy becomes like a guidance counselor. She does, right because there. who better to help guide those kids through the treacherous halls of Sunnydale than the person that survived it and saved everybody? So was it a different set? Or yeah, was different it the set. exact same set? Okay. So, Chris, the question that... Oh, original Sunnydale. 
Obviously, okay. I want to go. I want to go to the library from from the TV yes. show, not not, not from, from the movie. The mo- because it's wait in the movie does she go to Sunnydale? no? Um, because yeah, they burn that one down in the movie, and then she leaves with. Uh, I was gonna say Luke Wilson, Luke Perry's character, um, and then like the show literally starts with her arriving in the new town with her mom, um, Sunnydale, but. I want to go to that library. I want to see Mr. Giles walk into stacks, like in that weird, like hexagonal room that's over the Hellmouth. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't have troubles in high school. I wasn't like I was a nerd, but I wasn't like uber nerd. But I feel like if I was an uber nerd, Sunnydale would probably be the place to be because at least Buffy would have my back. Said I was stuck with John. <laughs> I still had your back. <laughs> Trust fall. <laughs> um, all right, guys, we got a we got a final beer to drink. All right, uh, I'm drinking a sour ale, and this is a sour ale with uh, sweet peach and black tea. Uh, I don't remember this ever being marketed. Well, probably last year or something like that. Uh, as last, a sour ale. <clears throat> last year it got revamped as a sour ale. Same beer, and this is. Same beer. It's just peachy. Ellicott, from Ellicott uh, Brewery Company. And probably a lower ABV. Oh, 4.2. I'll call it by volume. So, yeah, I can see why it's called a sour ale. Um, but honestly, it's just got the sweet peach on the on the front. Finishes off with that nice black tea, tanny-y kind of flavor. It's now released in the 16-ounce uh, can. Uh, before I would buy it in a four-pack, uh, 12-ounce bottles. So, you know, I it's a decent beer. This is a great end-of-the-summer kind of uh, kind of beer for me. I, I'm, I really enjoy it. Happy to see it out. Happy to have it. It's, it's nice. Yeah, you've loved that beer for years. I'm glad it hasn't changed. <laughs> Even though it's now labeled sour. They re Ellicottville rebranded a bunch of stuff like Momaster, which which I believe was like um like a hoppy lager. They rebranded as an IPA, and I was like, I don't remember this ever being a IPA, maybe a pale ale. Uh, but they rebranded things, I think, just for the buzzwords. Um, but yeah, uh. Don't hate the player, hate the game, John. Uh, but I'm drinking enough. <laughs> Sometimes, buddy, you get you get me good. I love that it takes like two beats <laughs> for it to get you, though. Like I say it, you start talking about the next thing you're going to talk about, and then you're like, "Wait a second. It, for some some reason, with you, everything like replays. And it was that you said it so so cool, and you put your arm up, and you're like. Mmm. Uh, but I'm re I'm drinking from Community Beer Works. This is their Bomb Pop Sour American Wild Ale. Six. So when I laugh at my own joke, John, it's just to clue you in that I just said something fun. And maybe you should replay it from your. Uh, yeah, I always do, Paul. It always gets replayed. <laughs> uh, 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 this is six and a half percent. This is meant to taste like a Bomb Pop popsicle with the cherry the blue raspberry the lemon and this is a nice uh beer 
It's not blowing me away. It's good. I probably wouldn't give it a 2.5, Chris, but this is definitely on the lower side. I can imagine if I was hot and sitting out on a porch during the day, this beer would be super refreshing. But after having a Pilsner and an Oktoberfest in a kind of hot basement, uh, it's not, it doesn't have that same hit. Um, but this is nice. Um, Yanni picked up a bomb pop sour from somewhere, and I can't remember who brewed it now, but I kind of had the same feeling. Like, if I sat there and thought about it, I'd be like, yes, this this hits those notes, but it didn't have what I wanted it to be because I literally wanted it to be like, you take a bunch of bomb pops, you throw them in a like fermenter, you just let it melt, and then you bottle. Like, that's what I want it to be. Like, I, I couldn't even tell you the last time I had a bomb pop. I can't either, but I can tell you, like, it has, like, its own certain taste. The Wasn't it, like, four episodes ago, John, you had a beer that you said it tastes like a bomb pop? And then Chris and I started talking about the commercial for the bomb pop. Yeah, they're playing on, like, and how they're I had, the, I had that bomb pop uh, cider. Right, yeah. And what, okay, Sorry, but so this complete side. Did you get that candy corn cider? No. Okay, I didn't I know. Hate, like, I hate candy corn. But maybe you like a candy corn cider. You I gotta don't do know it what it would science. taste like. Candy corn doesn't taste like anything but sweet. Mm-hmm. I yeah. hate candy corn. I like it. Uh, I like uh, candy corn. I like the, the pumpkins. I, the only way I can eat it. The only way I can eat it is but like by section by section, too. Mm-hmm. Like... I cannot eat like a full piece all at once because it's just too sweet. I gotta like nibble off the tip, nibble off the middle, and then. See, I'd always just put them on you know. like fangs, and then when they fell out, whatever was left in my mouth, I'd be like, Blech, "Hate these." Uh, See, I already got a fang. So. Ni- ni- uh, listeners, nineteen eleven uh, ciders in here in New York State put out a candy corn cider. I sent it to the the guys mainly for Chris because I know that guy. Loves candy corn. I do. And um, apparently uh, something to be on the lookout. Halloween Horror Nights, they have a ice cream sandwich that looks like a candy corn, but it's got like a little face on it. Uh, and it tastes like candy corn, so I'll probably get that. But What does candy corn taste like to you? It's mostly just sweet, but it's like honey flavored. So it's supposed to have that kind of like honey taste. Okay. See, I only get but Yeah, it's also just, it just tastes. Like sweet, yeah. I, I and it doesn't I, matter what kind of candy corn you buy, like because you can get the other candy corn that has like the brown and orange and red. It tastes just like other candy corn or the pumpkins. I, I love the pumpkins. I said it before <laughs> when you guys were talking, but like the pumpkins are different from candy corn. It's the same taste, but it's it's different because it's like bigger. Like it has like a, a different factor? texture almost. Because there's more to it. It's weird. I don't know. My favorite worst candy <laughs> forever is definitely forever cow Rachel's. Tails. No cowtails. I love I love cowtails. I love a cowtail. Bad bad candy. Yeah, yeah. Especially you ever have the the caramel apple ones? Yes. Oh, they're Ooh, so good. Oh. Um, man, I kind of want to do a Halloween candy. We'll get ready now. because we have a bracket coming up at the end of October. That's going to be our Halloween episode. <laughs> Um, my favorite bad candy, and I don't even know if they make them anymore. Uh, the wax soda bottles. 
Yeah, like the wax mm-hmm. soda bottles. The dots on the paper. That's a good one, too. Uh, where do we lie on circus peanuts, guys? Don't, don't like them. I haven't had Is them it because they're banana, b- banana flavored? It's like that weird Maybe. fake banana, so it doesn't... the flavor. It's just that styrofoam yeah. texture, too. Like, I can... You talk about it, and I feel it on my I, I like... I don't Shoot. love them, but a fresh one, like one that's really it's, still soft and ready to go. Fresh one. Uh-huh. And you can shove it up your nose. Right, is that a big nose reference, Paul? Because I got a big <laughs> nose? It's a... It's a... It's a better orifice to put it in than your mouth because it's gross. Don't put it in your mouth. I haven't had a circus peanut in probably like 20 years. I'd be willing to try it again for the science of it just to see what they are. I, I literally don't so remember. So we got to do that. we got to find circus we don't ha- peanuts we, we, for we don't our episode. To. It could be me on my own. Like we if should. I go to a store and I see them on a shelf somewhere. Uh, Chris, what beer are you drinking? Uh, I am also drinking a sour, also coming out from Hidden Springs Aleworks, and this is their Bears on a Rampage, and this is a sour ale with strawberries, blueberries, honey, vanilla, and lactose. Keep cold, drink fresh. And this is much more drinkable than the Blurred Limes. Um, It does have a nice big berry Mm. flavor on the front end, like those strawberries and blueberries work well together. And then you definitely get that honey and vanilla and lactose. They kind of all like blur and meld together in like such an amazing way. I'm going to take another sip. It almost, this kind of has that graham cracker taste that I wanted from the blurred limes. And I think it's that honey. I think that sweet like cuts through like that berry tart. I mean, again, berries are, aren't going to be as tart as the limes, but this is just like that perfect balance of all these flavors. Um, this is the first one of these I've cracked open, so I got three more in the fridge. I'm definitely looking forward to the rest of these. Like, this is, I think, a great show of what Hidden Springs does that we like when we've been able to go to Hidden Springs. Like, this is one of those beers, like, when you have it, you're like, oh my gosh, like, yes. Bears on a rampage. Let's go. Like, perfect. Nice. nice. Sounds good. I like a, uh, a sour <clears throat> with a honey flavor. It's definitely interesting. It's weird have. because, like, that honey and vanilla with the lactose, it almost gives it kind of like a quick, almost like peanut butter hit. Okay. I, it, it's weird, like, because... But not earthy, no, I'm guessing, because that would be the one thing that's missing from the peanut No, it's more like that kind of, like, berry tart. Like, if you get, like, a fresh, like, um... I know this has strawberries and blueberries, but, you know, like, if you get, like, a like a blackberry, it almost has, yeah. like, that kind of, like... That... Like, one that... A blackberry that you find, like, while you're walking, and it's, like, on the plant still, and you... I've never had that happen. I wish that would happen to me because that would be a dream. I would tell everybody about that. I'd be like, you know what happened to me today? I found a blackberry and I ate it straight off the bush. <laughs> we bush. had a blackberry raspberry bush bushes uh, yeah. at the old house, mm-hmm. and I loved going. <laughs> I would go out there and just be like, pop, pop, so pop, pop, pop. But the problem was, uh-huh. you'd pick them all. I'd put them in a bag. We'd bring them into the house, and like the next, oh, the next they day, were they were crushed. all bad. I was like, come on. 
It was. Uh, Got it. You keep them on the vine, man. You just eat it straight yeah. from the plant. That happens. Yeah. Chris, next time you're at a plant store, ask if you can get a blackberry bush. Put it out on your patio, man. And it won't Florida's, survive. Yeah, I was going to say, Florida is rough for plants. Like, every single plant that I think about picking up for the porch, like, I look it up on my plant app and it's always like, hmm. You got a not, plant not app? You got yeah, a plant app? I have a plant app because there's a, a lot of plants I can't have because of the cats. Oh, um, oh right. right I, I was right. trying to think how, like, because there's a lot of stuff that's like, hey, suitable for your home. Like, leave it inside, water it once a week. But then when I look at it, I was like, oh, it's toxic. Like, and we have problems with them just like jumping up and like chewing on the plants that we have that aren't toxic because cats just like to chew on plants. So, like, I actually bought them like a thing of like wheatgrass because that's something they can eat. Because um, in nature, cats will eat grass to help with digestion. Um, most of the plants you can buy, though, are toxic to cats if they eat them. So I have to keep a lot of stuff out on the porch. And just because of the heat, the humidity, and the sunlight that the porch gets, like, after being out there for, like, two days, but, like, the, the plants will be dead. So I kind of have to do a little bit of research just to make sure it's something that's going to be okay. You know, like, 96 degree but, direct sunlight, 90% humidity. When the cats smell and be like, ooh, smells bad, I shouldn't. I no, like, this. like we'll, we'll come home and there'll be like leaves chewed up and like spit out because you can tell like they just want to chew on it, but then they don't like the taste. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, but it's still yeah. These toxic. like, but if it well, technically this this one around, here, the monstera they... is toxic, but luckily they leave that one alone. But the other okay, yeah. the other so plant next to it, all the <laughs> when they leave the toxic ones alone, no, like because. Paul, Chris, all your cats are rescued. Yeah, but also, cat... Pa, so Paul, they've been living on Paul, the mean cats streets. Cats, in general, are assholes. They just they just like to chew on and eat plants. Like, that's their thing. Like, And I've never tried any of them. I don't know if these taste good or not, but doesn't mean they're not toxic. Same thing. We didn't have berry bushes growing up, yeah, but like, we had those, like, the red berries that are supposed to be toxic that birds can eat. And I remember seeing birds eat them mm-hmm. and being like, I want to eat that. And my mom being like, no, you can't, because... They're poisonous. Yeah. Poisonous. You birds can eat them. I'm bigger and better than a robin. Why can't I eat that? Anyways. No, you can't fly. You're not better than robin. Who's going? You're not better who's than going next? Who's got their next uh, pop so, culture school? Something that you said, Chris, uh, being a nerd, I would survive at this school. And being a nerd... I would definitely survive at this school, but I'd also have an amazing group of friends and have amazing adventures. And that's Hawkins High, baby. Okay. I thought you were going to pick the Revenge of the Nerds school, and I was like, ooh, that... They're, they're college. Ooh. Yeah, well, they're college that's kids. still school. Still, go. still school? Still we could have done colleges? We did favorite pop culture schools. <laughs> Uh, you could have no. you could have picked uh, what's that online school Phoenix, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix online. Uh, <laughs> it's a fictional school, <laughs> Catholic University. Uh, but no, this is uh, I. We've talked a lot about this, especially with the new season coming out. But uh, no, fun school. 
great group of guys t- and girls to be friends with, having cool adventures where, you know, yeah, kids are dying, but that's half the fun. Who's going to survive? Uh, <laughs> having one friend with superpowers, one friend, he's a cool uh, older dude that's going to hang out with us. Super, super fun. I can see Hawkins. Hawkins is good. I didn't think about Hawkins. I probably should have. I think it's because... Yeah, Hawkins is there. You know, it's great We we went big on a lot of our picks because we're looking for those, like, weird fun schools. And I think Hawkins is just a regular school. (laughs) Uh, Which is kind of one of my picks if... um, Nobody talks about the big one. I'm surprised it's still on the table. Hawkins is just a regular school, but for, you know, Mike and the gang, like, it's something completely different. Um, and everyone else is, like, going through their day-to-day life. So I think that would be a good school. The only downside is, John, like, you're now on government watch list if you're going to Hawkins and you're you're in, like, in that group because they know you know about the Upside Down and Eleven and all this other stuff. But that's Hawkins Middle. Wait, do you want to go to Hawkins Middle or Hawkins High? Because Hawkins High, we see kind of for the first... Well, we saw it with uh, Steve and... I want to be with the uh, gang. Older kids. I'm with the gang. So you would go to... You would start at Middle. Would you rather be at Middle or the High School? Uh, I think I wouldn't mind at the Middle because, one, those guys showed up as Ghostbusters when nobody else was dressed up. And they still made it through the day without being... Feeling totally humiliated. I would also say the middle because the science teacher, like, was trying to get with that one girl. And he's still like, oh, yes, let's talk about radio waves or whatever he was talking about. Uh He's a good supportive teacher. Uh, Sensory deprivation uh, chambers. Yeah. You know, I'm like, that's a committed teacher right there. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sad they didn't bring him back in the last season because Erica's still going to that school. They could have, they could have found a way. Hopefully in the, the next season, since we focus on Hawkins as a whole, I, I feel bad. I don't remember that oh, teacher's Erica. name, but yeah, like hopefully he comes back because he was great. He's like, oh, let me tell you about wormholes, kids. Like he's just like ready to go for everything. And he was he was ready to go for everything, and he also had date. Like how great is that? And the thing, the thing with like the main characters that you follow who go to Hawkins are all people you like and would want to be friends with. Unlike school like Saved by the Bell, where I would hate (laughs) to be in that school because one kid's trying to scam you, one guy's super annoying, and one guy's biceps are the size of me. And and all the girls (laughs) won't talk to you because they're just talking to those three guys. Exactly! Yeah. Uh, I think Hawkins is a good pick because, again, at the end of the day, it's still just a school. Like, your chances of going missing aren't as bad as they would be at, like, Sunnydale because you know, a couple kids disappear. One of them comes back, though. Like, he's fine. Uh, yeah, it seems like a lot of kids at Sunnydale were getting murdered all the time. Or getting turned into vampires and then getting murdered. And then, yeah. Well, now... Wait, if you're killed as a vampire, is that murder? You're still being killed. Just... No, you're just being put into the natural 
state of things because you are undead, so you're just being made dead. Also in vamp and Buffy lore, you're not you. A yeah. demon has completely. But you have the memories you of yourself. So the demon has the memories of that, but you're not actually you. Your soul someplace else. Yeah, but you could have some cool magic done, like Angel. And, yeah. Yeah, and then your soul's then put yeah. back in your body. Yeah. Yeah. Buffy's great, guys. But you <laughs> <laughs> You know what also is great? You know, no, you know what's also really great? I just thought about this. Uh, being a, like, hundred-year-old vampire and then being like, you know what, this underage chick going to high school... <laughs> We've already talked about nope. how problematic Jocelyn is. You don't need to bring... Oh, sorry, you were talking about Angel. My bad. My bad. In my last pick, I think this is going to be uh, the school that everybody probably has in top of mind when they think of schools that they would want to go to. And that's, yeah. of course, Hogwarts School of Witchcraft. This was the low-hanging fruit. And this was like one of the ones that like... I thought we were going to get out of the way right off the bat, but I'm glad, like, we, you know, we thought outside the box, but still within the box. Like, the only one that surprised me was John with Summer School, because I don't know that movie. <laughs> this feels like Sleepaway Camp meets school. Like, yeah, Chris is wearing you know what, Raven, his Ravenclaw what, shirt. Like, when I told... My wife, like, hey, this is a topic. She's like, Hogwarts. What else are you going to talk about other than Hogwarts? You're going to talk about Hogwarts, right? And I'm like, yeah, I kind of don't want to pick Hogwarts, though, because I didn't so even. It is. I didn't even think of it, which is like, wow. you said it, and I was so, like, oh, man, we, we, I got X-Men, we but had, I that one? We had a Harry Potter Hogwarts party. I mean, granted, it was like eight, nine years ago, but... I don't think there's ever been a pop culture school that has created such like conversation because everybody has like their, their house at the school. Like there's such a clear line of like what family you belong to that it's, it's a part of the Hogwarts fan or Harry Potter fan, like nomenclature. Like as soon as someone's like, Oh, I'm a Harry Potter fan. It's like, Oh, what house are you? Like that's, like the the follow up question, um, and again the low hanging fruit follow up question much more than like stupid zodiac sign. I'd rather be associated with my Hogwarts house than zodiac, which is your Hogwarts house, obviously. Yeah, yes, a slither. Now ask me What's what your my zodiac, zodiac sign, sign is. <laughs> I don't care. I don't know. I'm your Taurus. Your Taurus. Who cares? Yeah. Am I? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, yeah, I, I can't tell you what any of the signs are besides myself. And if I sat there and had a piece of paper in front of me, I could probably list them all. I can't tell you when they they take place or like range from. I just know I'm, I'm a Libra. That's it. I'm a Ravenclaw. I'm wearing a shirt. I have a Ravenclaw tattoo on my leg. And... And John, what? Uh, what I, I bounce between Gryffindor and uh, Slytherin. No, you're a traitor. No, nope, he's nope. A, It's called a hat stall. Uh, he got to pick. Uh-huh. Every time I take a test, I'm one or the other. And that's that's part of the fun of it because, yeah, those two houses 
would probably be like the, oh, like, you're one of these two. Like, they they make sense. Um, I've taken the sorting hat quiz multiple times, too, and I've usually gotten Ravenclaw, but there was a time that I got Hufflepuff. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I take the test multiple times. No, no, no. And you guys are like, you, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, you, you took the to test, <laughs> then retook that same test, trying to change your answers. Uh-huh. Just, yeah. Just and see, still got just Slytherin. See. I've taken yeah. multiple tests over different mediums. Mm. Oh, oh. And I bounce between the two. No, but there's only one true test, and that was so. Terrible. The first time I read the Harry Potter books, when we talked about this uh, on Word Books with Friends, like when we did that back during the the closure of everything during the pandemic, um, when the Sorting Hat did his rhymes and like broke down all the houses, my first instinct when I read all of the descriptions was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a Ravenclaw, that's me. And then as I continued on reading the rest of the books, it was, I, I bought into the Gryffindor hype, not going to lie. It's like, I'm a Gryffindor, baby. But then once Pottermore launched in beta and I took the Sorting Hat quiz, I got Ravenclaw. And I was like, yeah, I knew it all along. Um, later, they relaunched Pottermore. And when I took the quiz that time, I got Hufflepuff. And I was like, well, no, at this point, I'm already... I've bought big into Ravenclaw. Yeah. Like I've, I've bought t-shirts. I have a Ravenclaw tie. I, I bought the robes when I went to the Wizarding World with Paul. Like, I, I've committed. Yeah. I'm fine, thank you. But then the next time that I got locked out of my Pottermore account and I signed back in and took the test again, I got Ravenclaw. And I was like, yes, all is right with the world. But I can see myself edging onto the Hufflepuff side because I'm chill. I'm relaxed. I go with the flow. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are you that social? I'm not social. That's where the Ravenclaw side of me takes over. But I'm just cool. I'm cool, baby. I like to eat. See, I'm down to hang out. There's two wolves living inside of you. Caitlin, Caitlin, I think, would probably be Ravenclaw. But when she took the test, she was a Hufflepuff. And when she said, I'm a Hufflepuff, I was like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. Because she is. She's that. Any situation, most of the time, any situation, she's fine. She's loving it. Everybody loves her kind of a person. So I was like, yeah, no, you're Hufflepuff makes sense. And she bought into that. She was like, yeah, I'm a Hufflepuff all the way. I'm a good time. So I can see where the two two of those are kind of dual. And I think that's the strength of... The, the Hogwarts pop culture school is because it does have that, like, loyalty to it. Like, yep. yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. And that's not even touching on the actual pop culture, like, franchise that it's built off of. Like, th- I think more than any other school we talk about, this is the one that kind of has the most school identity to it. I know. Just like the Jean Grey school for gifted, you know, where there's a syllabus. Like, I enjoy, like, oh, what, what what class would I take? Would I take Ancient Runes? Would I take Divination? Well, obviously, yeah. Ancient Runes. I can't tell you about any of the teachers school. from any of our other schools besides Hawkins with the cool dude that we like from the <laughs> middle school. Or 
the Jean Grey school because it was just like, oh, it's Iceman. Professor Professor Labu like is teaching like car tricks. Like, okay, like potions over herbology each and every time. Like, you know, defensive against the dark arts each and every time over like anything else. Like, no. The house, just the houses alone. Like, we yeah. spent so many minutes just talking about that. Like, this is why Hogwarts had yeah. to be talked about. Uh, I'll, I'll throw out my Alden Girl mention after Chris goes, just in case he picks I, it up. If I do, I would okay. be very surprised. Um, because my number three is going to be a high school that you've probably... Wait, wait, this is your number one. Well, I didn't think we were... I didn't, I didn't really we do it in this. order. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. But this is cool. Oh, okay, bye, Toulouse. Um, Skull, you might not know the name of, because this is Huntington Hillside High. Sounds just like a high school, guys, right? Nope. Nope, but except for Huntington. California. You do know the party that took place there, because this is the school from Can't Hardly Wait. Oh. End of the year, guys. Everybody's graduating. We're getting together at the party. It's the high school musical thing. All the groups are coming together. Those lines are being broken down. Chocks, preppies, nerds, X-Files. Everybody's just clashing heads at this you-gotta-be-there party. And I'm a fan of teen comedies as much as everybody else. But you're a bigger fan of Ethan Emery. Ethan Emery's fucking legit. And... He was in Can't Hardly Wait. He was in That Thing You Do. As the bass player. He doesn't even have a name. He's just Empire Empire Records. Empire Records. He's the cool guy in every single movie you've ever seen. Yeah, he was in Dutch. Uh, Again, the second school second school I've picked that's had uh, Seth Green as a tenant because he played uh, Kenny Special K in this uh, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt as Amanda. Uh, I absolutely love this movie because it's such a great breakdown of the high school experience with being just like nothing like actual high school in it. Um, oh my God, what's... I feel bad I'm blanking on her name now. Clarissa explains it all. Sabrina Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, Melissa well. Joan Hart. Just the girl that's trying to like run up to everybody to get get them to sign her yearbook. Uh, Mike Dexter. I, I can't remember the name of the actor who plays him. I have it. Uh, Peter Fascinelli. Everyone loves to hate Mike Dexter. He's an asshole, but he's also an astronaut. He's also God. Like he alone is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I love this movie so much. If I had to pick like a favorite like teen comedy, it it would be this one because all these characters are so great. Like when uh, Kenny Special K and Denise Fleming get stuck in the bathroom together, they've been childhood friends. They grew apart. They just they had that quintessential like you grow up being friends with somebody. Nothing changes, but something happens where you're just not friends anymore. And then they're kind of stuck together and they have to talk about that and realize, like, oh no, like, we're just 
different people now. We we became people. I I love this movie and I need to watch it again because it wasn't until having to sit down and talk about favorite pop culture schools I was like, can't hardly wait took place at a school. Don't remember the name of it. Had to Google it. Uh, this is my my pick. My number one, if you will. Yeah, I think I saw this movie when it was in theaters and haven't seen it since. Ah! Amanda! <laughs> you keep doing... Like, I saw this movie once. I don't remember the Amanda yeah. thing, but yeah, I remember Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> no, I was just saying, like, I, I've seen this movie once when it like came out either on VHS or on HBO or something like it's not one that I ever really went back to. I know a lot of people talk about it and I'm always like, it's kind of like, I wouldn't say it's a blind spot. Cause I was like, I remember things about it, but it isn't one of those ones that it's like, Oh yeah. Like that's my, my movie. And maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe I go back and watch it and it would do that for me. But <clears throat> All right. Well, this is my. I'm going to do an association here for you, John, because American Pie or Can't Hardly Wait. Which one would you rather go back to watch? Because it seems like the same similar. I think they came out around the same time. Which ones Can't Hardly Wait? Oh, I just talked about. That's what you're talking about. about. And what was my other choice? American Pie. I guess I would do American American Pie. The one about sex predators. I guess I would do the sex predator one. (laughs) Ooh. What what's wait, wasn't there another movie? Wasn't it called like Cock Blockers or just that was like, one that came out a couple blockers. years ago? It came. No, yeah, it came we say a couple years, years ago, ago, but I think it was like two thousand one, two thousand two. Like it was, it was. I think after like the Cock Blockers Euro, just got John Cena in it. It was like after like Euro Trip and all that. It was like the. The rise of the teen sex comedy, but then everyone's like, uh, we shouldn't do these anymore. And then on uh, that downswing is when, like, that came out because I remember seeing ads for it in the comic books we were buying at the time and just be like, mm, no, I don't need to. Everyone's frantically Googling uh, it. Uh, does anyone have any kind of, like, runner up, uh, like, anything else that you're kind of like. My runner up was, uh, yeah, it was Tough Bay Fong's okay. Metal Bending School. You know, we read it in the comic book recently, but, you know, that's, hey, not going to die. Got a kick-ass teacher, and if I'm there, it's because she believes in me, so I'm going to do awesome. Uh, so, you know. My, my. And if she's mean to me, I deserve it, so maybe I'll become a better yeah, person. Toss awesome. Like, you'd be lucky just to be taught by her. Um, my runner-up would probably have been. Uh, again, digging into a nerdy thing with Magic the Gathering, one of the more recent sets, uh, Strixhaven, came out, and that took... I'm sorry, that's it, It's basically Hogwarts. But it was a it's magical Hogwarts school Prince. with different like colleges, and each college was uh-huh. devoted to a different separate color pair in the Magic the Gathering uh, pantheon. And again, it's Hogwarts, but with Magic the Gathering. So of course that's going to be a thing that I'm I'm into. Have you guys heard about that, like, Evermore? Like this, like, the theme park sleepaway camp kind of thing? I have not. Alright, uh, I think 
what's his name? One of the YouTuber, like Disney YouTubers, just did a video about it not too long ago. Um, I'm, and not something is it Tim Tracker? I think Tim Tracker or something Prost. Uh, just did a video about it not too long ago, but. Oh, it, uh, I just searched Evermore and it comes up. Adventure into Evermore Fantasy Adventure Renaissance Fair. Okay. Yeah. It's like a Renaissance Fair. And it's also a camp. studio album by Taylor Swift, Paul. Yep. <laughs> That's why you wanted to talk about it. I know. Evermore came out during uh, the pandemic, um, yeah. John, you got a runner-up? Uh, no, not really. He's like... So, Ridgemont High, gotcha. What was the uh, high school that screen happened in? Hey, if you guys got a a favorite pop culture school that we didn't talk about, let us know. Comment on any of the social media posts for this episode or email us directly. Bagnaportcast at gmail.com. We're ready to believe you. I got I got myself another drink while we were finishing up, but we don't need to talk about. It. Um, so when I went to the beer store, they were doing a tasting of moonshines from uh, Sugarland Shine. Let me confirm. Yes, Sugarland's moonshine. Um, and the ones that they had to sample, like I really wound up enjoying, so I just picked up three jars of those. Um, just as I might like, oh, get home from work if I don't have beer, like have a drink. So um, I have the root beer one, which is what I'm drinking right now, because uh, it tastes like that, like the little root beer barrel candies, which I absolutely love. Um, and then I picked up. Uh, I, I can't remember. I think it's called like electric orange, which tastes just like a creamsicle. Like it's fantastic. And then I picked up their banana pudding one, which is such a weird flavor, but that was one of the ones that they had for sample. And it literally just tastes like banana pudding. Like you open up the jar and look into it and it looks just like banana pudding until you're like, Oh, I can pour this. Like it's not viscous. Um, they're fantastic. Like they're delicious. Like, Banana pudding is something that I haven't had in forever. That's with the yeah. vanilla wafers and a banana. Yeah, it it tastes just like that, except you know it doesn't have like the, the vanilla wafer in it. But oh my gosh, like even smelling it smells just like you opened up like one of those like grandma candies. Like ooh ooh. So we haven't talked about this yet. Um, for the Halloween bracket, let me open up the doc page. Um, where is it? Because that'll be 501. Um, I'm thinking chocolate. Okay, like, you're like... Like okay, a different bracket, like a chocolate place. bracket, like a fruity bracket. How many brackets? I think we do four. One? Like chocolate. Four. Like You could go crazy. You could go eight. You could go... I think, that's, I think that's too much. Okay. That's a lot. But chocolate, fruity, yeah. and then I'm... 
was trying to think like other like. Well, you could do chocolate as as a mm-hmm. division, and then fruity as a yeah. Th- like fruit. those would be the divisions, and like chocolate fruity. Down. So like you would have like four chocolate candies, like four fruity. But then I don't know what else you could do because I you could go with. Because like, I was thinking, like, chewy. Just, like, pure like chocolate. chewy, but then chewy. And then you could, can do chocolate salty. See, I think that's too much. And then fruity. So you would go, like, chocolate, fruity, salty, which is your peanuts, your pretzel, stuff like that. And then I was your, thinking, like, the other one would be, like, your... Chewy. Well, I was thinking, like, because chewy could also be fruity. I was thinking, like... You're weird, like, like the wax lips, popcorn ball, like bag of pennies, like the weird stuff, like you, you know, like, like random stickers, like sp- spider ring, like the stuff that like you're gonna get, but like because it's Halloween, like that, 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 that's part of it. So, but. I would do, you know, because like four, four, mm-hmm. four, and four, or sixteen. So four chocolate, four fruity, four, four salt. But then I was also thinking like something like and like Smarties, like that doesn't really fit into any of those. So that's why I was like trying to think of something else. But then like I still want to do like the weird. I mean, we, we could talk about this. See, I would do. Well, the, then it's we have like weird, two months still, like pennies. Pennies, uh, toothbrush, popcorn ball, and uh, spider ring. Then you would have to, you could bust it out to six, six, to include your Necco. Oh, I love a Necco wafer, Smarties. And then you could, you have to have six can, six chocolate, six uh, fruity and six like salty or whatever you want. Yeah, we can devise a list and <clears throat> because there there were plenty of people that gave out like a bag of you know uh, pretzels. Bag yeah, like the savories. Of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. savories. Troyer Farms chips, baby. Oh, I loved getting those in the Troyer Farms doesn't exist anymore, does it? No. Yeah, Wait, it doesn't. Their chips were actually. I loved really their chips. Good. I loved their Doritos. Am I You're thinking Oots? Yeah. Like, Oots. Oh, they're still around. They're still around. Troyer Farm's not around, though. <clears throat> oh, oh. oh yeah. um, searching for Troyer Farms brings up Troyer Brothers. Our product. Yeah, they don't have chips listed anymore. Just as they do Sun King Potatoes. Brinkle Snack Foods Incorporated became the owner of Troyer Farms back in 2008. Yeah, they literally just have potatoes listed on their website now. PotatoPro.com is uh, No, I do not want... I hate that Every website wants to send me notifications. Yeah. I'm just like, no. So 
owned by Brindle Brinkles. I remember like going to like the grocery store and like my mom buying like the cardboard box that had like two bags of potato chips in it. Anyways, we we got two months to talk about the Halloween brackets tonight. I want to have like some of the weird stuff thrown in there because I think it would just be fun for discussion's sake. You know, yeah. I don't know. Um, all right. Should, I, I understand we're doing the candy one. Could we also do a like a a horror movie bracket? Like your favorite movies to watch for. For Halloween, because um. that's something we could do. That bracket at the beginning of Halloween, like oh, your month of October. <clears throat> Since we don't do the bracket buster anymore, yeah. or like Halloween show or horror kind of we, theme thing. If we want to do like two brackets in a row, I could push back the new game that I have, and we could do the Halloween movies. Well, it would be like well, well right. Be, do we do the movies, do the movies first? So that would be the twenty sixth, and then we can do yeah. we can do Halloween on like the November second episode. Is like, hey, what did you find in your your basket? What are you excited for? No, because um, that'd be okay. Yeah, I, we we have a blank spot right here on the fourteenth. Is that too early though for like? No, you're you're getting yeah. up to watch. Most you're people horror like movies. horror movies start in September, and people are watching them. Yeah, I would do the yeah. Let's do the Halloween uh, bracket right there. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Edit in, Paul, because I see you're already like typing on the line. Horror I'm not gonna movie. Bracket. I'm drinking out of a monster glass, guys. Hey, cool. Um, so Universal yeah. Studios does all these like. Glasses that look like the old school, like Burger King, like glasses. I, I love them. Like I'm trying to get all of them. <laughs> um, they have like Back to the Future, Jaws, ET, but then they do special ones for like when they do like horror nights and stuff. So, like this one's like all the Universal monsters. ET, perfect, perfect way to end your evening at a Universal <sighs> park. It's I love it. All right. Um, how do you want to work the Halloween horror movie bracket? Then, like, does everybody want to come up with like a list or? Do, okay, there's three of us. How many movies do we want on the bracket? Make it divisible by two. Why don't we do? We normally do like sixteen for a bracket, but we can do less than that. We can do more than that. Do we want to do maybe... Do we do, like, tw- four each? Four each twelve. Give us twelve. That's six per conference. Two. Two, four, six. Yeah, then we could do that. Yeah. So we each do four. Okay. Yep. Bring four to the table. We have our... So we were making two matchups each. And, what, uh, so, yeah. so when you say two matchup each, do you mean like I'm picking like Halloween and Halloween You're two, and those are going, or I would say like I'm picking Halloween and John's picking Friday the Thirteenth, and like those go, 
And then, like, my Halloween 2 goes up against I would, your... I would go... I would have our stuff. I would have... If I pick four movies, those four okay. movies are going to go against each other before they go up against... One of those four movies are going to come out as a Paul bracket. And then eventually, and that'll go up against the Chris bracket or the Josh gotcha. bracket. Okay. You know. So we should probably have a list of each of our movies going up when we have them. So then we know what movies are going to be there, so then we're not... We don't go to the show, and I'm like, I picked The Lost yeah. Boys, and Chris is like, I picked The Lost Boys, too! You know, like... Are, like, TV shows and specials also allowed, or are we just doing strictly movies? Ooh. I'd say this is our best things to watch in the Halloween season. Okay. So... So I could pick Practical Magic. Yeah. I don't don't know what that is. It's Sandra Bullock, uh, what's her name, Mary, uh, comes out in the AMC theater. Kim Basinger. No, uh, 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 Tom Cruise's ex-wife. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Yeah, those two. Uh, It's actually a really cute, fun movie. And I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Practical Magic. Hold on, I need to find this because Yanni sent it to me. Uh, Could I say Knives Out? No. Okay. It gives me fall vibes. Halloween. But not... Halloween, Halloween. horror... <clears throat> those kind of things. You know, like... Uh, Practical Magic has a zombie creature that attacks people. Well, the thing is, Paul, is... You want to pick things that would be like... Conversation, yeah, but like you already are talking like, about having a list of movies to watch with Kate. So why don't you yeah. talk to Kate right and here. say, "Hey, out of these movies, what would be the four best to watch, or what are your four best?" Because I, I would, right here, I have zombies on <laughs> <Disney> Plus. <laughs> uh, the Thirty Rock episode. Uh, monstrous because it starts. When you say the Thirty Rock episode, you mean Werewolf Bar Mitzvah? Yep. Uh, I have Werewolf Bar Mitzvah Spooky written on here. Oh no! Is that from like I the song it. list that you were looking at? And then Alien, and then Trick or Treat. Oh, Trick or Treat is so good. Yeah. Those are the movies that I have. But the thing also is, Crit Paul, like you're going to put Practical Magic on that, and we're going to discuss it, and. Chris and I are, whatever you put against it, Chris and I are probably going to pick that. So yeah, it's movie. not like, you want... I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Yeah, I, I've i probably seen maybe a quarter of it. And if it. I did, it was when it came out in like 1996. Yeah. So you want to... You want to... It's a great movie. Kind of pick and choose what you put on here. We don't want your... Really... We don't want your everyday shit, Paul. I mean, we still got a month, so you got time to, like... But, you know, like, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, Paul, would be a good one for your list. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be a real one. We, Ghostbusters we watched that last uh, year before Halloween, because it's it's the it's spooky. Like, perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just thinking of four. The Mummy. Oh, yeah, no, Mummy's great. Whatever, but just, no, whatever you Go ahead and put practical magic against the mummy, Paul. Like that's why. If you gotta talk about practical magic, go ahead. It would be. I'm thinking right now. It's like the mummy, 
Hocus Pocus, uh, Practical Magic, <laughs> I would have put Knives Out on there. But you guys are like, no, Knives Out doesn't count. So I'm, I'm going well, to... Well, even Practical it. Magic, bud, it's more of a rom-com. Like, it's not really... It gets creepy. The guy from ER, the Russian doctor from ER, comes back and it's like... If you said the craft, I would be like, thing. ah, yes, the craft is... I, I, I don't want to be... I a don't, classic. I want everyone to have, like, the ability to pick their movies. But I also want to be... Chris, are we vetoing <laughs> Practical Magic on this list? <laughs> That's why I asked. I'm, hey, I'm not going to veto it, but show. I'm going to say, like, whatever you pick is going to win against Like, it's not going <laughs> to... Practical Magic is going might, nowhere. Paul, you might as well just pick something else and then just say, like, I was going to pr- pick Practical Magic so you can still talk about it because it's, it's not going to be a thing. And even you are like, there's like a zombie. You guys are assuming this isn't making it to the end of the episode. This is all going to be like the bumper. Oh, that's fine. This is going to be fine. I'm going to get a little bit more moonshine because I'm really enjoying it. I'll be right back. Only thing I don't like about moonshine is having to pour it out of a fucking jar. Mason jar? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to save the jars because probably do something with it, but the hell. I, I get the idea behind it, but it's not... It's not practical. Like Paul's magic. Two witch sisters raised by their eccentric aunt in a small town face closed-minded prejudice and a curse that threatens to prevent them from ever finding lasting love. It's a rom-com. Young Frankenstein. Yeah, that's a good one, Paul. Yeah, that's better than practical magic. That's that's that would be my so, friend, Young Frankenstein. It's a classic. I love watching it near Halloween. Yeah, Paul, that's it's, a great one. That's 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 right. That's the right thing to do. Here's the thing. Okay, I'm on Practical Magic on IMDb. When I go under movies you might also like, Two Weeks Notice, uh-huh. The Lake House, Bring It On, Rami and Michelle's uh, High School Reunion. Sweet Home Alabama, Forces of Nature, Hope Floats, all rom-coms, does, not like... Does it have does it have Simply Irresistible listed? Because that's the uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar movie where she's a bad cook who's at a restaurant and her sadness is the magical ingredient that makes her food better. No, but it's while you were... That would be my practical magic. While you were sleeping, the divine secrets of the Yaya sisterhood. Yaya! 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 So... Ding dong. Okay, so what were my three other... Hocus Pocus. uh, It was Hocus Pocus. The Mummy. Trick or Treat. Yeah. The Mummy. Which, have you watched Trick or Treat yet? And then... No. No, it's on the list to watch. Uh, and then, you know, for now, I'm going well, to... Well, watch, push, watch Trick or Treat before you put it on your list. I think you'll like it. It's an anthology, so it's... For now, I'm going to put just there for now is Scream. Ooh. Because I did watch that last Scream? year for Scream's, the first time. Scream's a good Scream's, one. Scream's great. So I'm actually looking. Um, I, I want yeah, to see the... 
Young Frankenstein, Hocus Pocus. I'm, I'm, I'm sad I, I didn't watch the new one. I want to see the new one. Yeah, I haven't gotten around to it. All right, is that on, is that on the on I'm the like, dock, Paul? That's on my dock right now. I wrote down four. If I think of any others that I might switch out, like Scream or Hocus Pocus or something like that. Because right now it would be Young Frankenstein versus Hocus Pocus, which is killer for me. It would it that's a choice that hurts. And then the Mummy and Scream, and the Mummy just wins. I mean them. And then whatever goes up against the mummy, the mummy. So we, if we're adding a movie on this list, also, it's something that we need to have had watched, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've seen seen all these movies, but like, Paul, Chris was putting on Trick or Treat, which means you need to watch it now. To d- I will to need to watch it. it before. Yes, it's it's fantastic. Like that means <clears throat> I kind of now want to put instead of screen practical <laughs> magic on the list, so you guys will watch it and see how much of a Halloween movie it is. It's really good. No, it's not. It has like a six a six out of ten. So on IMDb. I just want to circle back to the rules quick. Passing for my high school. Six, 60% passed. I want to circle back. Are, are okay. we allowed to put TV shows or specials on there? Yes. Okay. If we've seen it and we can find it. Yeah. Okay, I can find Gravity Falls. Okay. Oops, I cannot type. The keyboard is... No, I just, my, my fingers aren't where they're supposed to be. Okay. No. I just thought it was funny that I could see all the credits. <laughs> I was just—I got in my own head about it too. Uh, the Gravity Falls Summerween okay. episode is very, fan, very fantastic. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. See, you say that's it, cr- you're saying that's it is. A it takes place literally on Halloween, and then it it but takes it place on Christmas. Happens it's, on Christmas, and it's about saving. You, you Christmas. can watch it for both. You can both it. And I also okay. Okay. just no, no, it's all good. Topic. I just it's recently watched it, so it's fresh. It, it yeah. fits. It fits in both. Like we literally watch it both times of year. My John, I'm going to ask you to get your list of four up there fairly soon. Yeah. I know I have a month, but I still for you, yeah. especially um, John. I, I know. I need to I'm think of my fourth it. one, so I'm Fine. just going to leave it at that. But. Good check, guys. It was an extendo pause, though, but I'm excited now. Like, this will be fun. Yeah, but it can become a not episode, or it might be at the end of this episode. Who knows? Because only future Paul knows. And he's a wild card. <laughs>